It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Time now for the song that changed my life, a segment where we ask musicians about songs they heard in their formative years that helped make them who they are. This week, it's Dame Funk. Dame Funk is a modern-day champion of funk music, perhaps the modern-day champion. He's recorded dozens of albums. As you can hear, his sound is a bit of a throwback. His army of analog synthesizers captures the funk sound of the late 1970s and early 1980s. He might be the world's biggest obsessive of the dazzling late-period funk subgenre called boogie. Dame Funk has worked with Snoop Dogg, Todd Rundgren, Christine and the Queens, and many others. His latest record came out a few months ago. It's called Above the Fray. When we asked Dame Funk about the song that changed his life, guess what? It was not a funk song, not even a little bit funky. Here's Dame. Hey, what's happening, y'all? This is Dame Funk, and this is the song that changed my life. The first time I heard The Chase by Georgia Mortar was on a radio station called KISS FM 102.7. It's a radio station based here in Los Angeles, California. And it was around like maybe 1978. It was in my family listening room and it had the stereo with the big chair that I would sit back and bob my head on with my big afro and it would, you know, leave a dent in the uh, sofa. And um, I just heard this song and it was attached to a movie called Midnight Express. And um, I was like... I'll say timeless my age, but uh, (laughs) I was a kid. And uh, it just made a big impression on me when I heard the intro. It just blew me away. What struck me about Chase, which is the technical title, uh, a lot of us call it the Chase, but uh, what struck me about the song was the electronics of it and uh, also the rhythm and the synthesizers and the beat. When that snare comes in dry, and then the hi-hats, and the phased-out synth pad in the background is really uh, unique and eerie. The four on the floor thing didn't sound so disco-y. It just sounded like more electronic. Four on the Floor is a disco beat, which is boom, 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 boom. But Four on the Floor on this particular joint didn't remind me of disco. It reminded me of something more futuristic. My relationship to music before that song was uh, music that was in the household. Uh, my dad bought a lot of records, some Puaz records in Pasadena and you know various places. And uh, my mom loved music as well. But some of the music that they uh, played around the house that was sitting on the uh, 
music record stand. You know, they had albums like the Ohio Players, Skin Tight, Barry White's album with all the ladies in the palm of his hands. With I've Got So Much Love to Give, they had uh, Iron Butterflies and Agata DeVita. All of those records, Al Green's records, they were in the pad. But to go back to particularly to 1978, Chase, you know, it was just a great song. I, I learned how to play it on the organ uh, slash electric piano that were sold at uh, malls around America at that time, plus the drum machine and made my own sounds from it. So the inspiration from Chase inspired me to start doing my own type of songs. When I heard this record, my being aware of electronic music was just as being an open-eared, open-minded kid, not putting anything in genres. I just love the music, and that's what I love about this song, that I loved it because even though, you know, I'm a funkster now, staunchly, I always liked all styles of music. So this song crossed definitions of what a genre was. Now, I'm not one of those cats that uh, champions the screaming at the mountaintop, that thing of like, we're not playing any genre. Name me genreless. I stand tall for funk. But this particular song to me was genreless. And uh, that's what left the impression on me when I played it because I didn't think of it as any type of electronic style of music or some kind of disco song or what have you. I just thought of it as a great production from Giorgio Marauder, who I was already familiar with uh, subliminally by the Donna Summer stuff he was doing and things like that. But when this song dropped, I was like, who is this dude? Take the human touch, combine it with a digital computer, and you've got composer-producer Giorgio Moroder. Plugged in, turned on, and creating musical magic from thin air and solid-state electronics. From his disco hits for Donna Summer... Academy Award for the score of Midnight Express, Marauder's an innovator, performing in his favorite place, a cluttered studio. He's just a, a really um, great producer and a pioneer in electronic music as well, using live instrumentation and synthesizers. You know, he produced so many things I can name, but uh, he's been one of my favorite producers. I love his soundtracks. I love the way he progressed and grew into scoring and doing soundtracks and not strictly disco. So he wasn't one of the musicians that got uh, washed away when uh, the disco records got burnt in the baseball uh, field. He journeyed onward and uh, did more innovative things and didn't let that stop him. I was always curious about Giorgio Marauder, but naturally he was a part of the soundscape growing up in uh, Los Angeles. I mean, you know, after this record, he went on to do stuff like the uh, American Gigolo soundtrack with Blondie. So he was able to do some of the rock stuff and uh, even the soundtrack to Scarface, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, he's always been around through my side vision. 
Um, even though I was getting into more, you know, metal and then funk and then electronic music like craft work and things like that. Eventually, I ended up doing a gig with an important. So life is just weird. I never would have imagined Giorgio Marauder even touring, doing DJ sets. But I ended up on the bill with Giorgio Marauder and my first 12-inch ever bought was by Giorgio Marauder. So that's just funny how life goes sometimes when you're actually passionate and really live it. I met him backstage and took a picture. I have it. Just me and him in the green room. It's just amazing. You know, I didn't chomp his ear off with a lot of questions. I just let him chill because, you know, I know how it is before you get ready for shows. Sometimes people will talk to you and, you know, you're thinking about the show to make hundreds of people happy. And then there might be one person that's talking to you for about 15 minutes and it just kind of might throw you off. So I respected Giorgio Morder by just giving him his props and his flowers, nod my head, shook his hand, we took a picture and I just let him have his own space and I went into my dressing room. But I love the breakdown right here. Right now we're here in the chase scene, the very deep scene of the movie Midnight Express when the main character is running through the marketplace trying to get away from the cops that are chasing him because of the dope that was taped to his body. But that's an intense scene and uh, he's running through the marketplace. Things are making a lot of sound. Things are being knocked over and that's kind of what we're hearing. You know, before videos and all that stuff, you had to create the imagery with your sounds. So the producer and the musician like, hey, we're going to really do this. Like, This song changed my life in a way where I was able to really ingest electronically fused live instrumentation music. I love the fact that this particular quote-unquote disco song wasn't fun in games. It, it had a serious tone to it. I think that's what I was attracted to it for. You know, as I say, just like some of the situations with me being into funk, sometimes funk can be misinterpreted as always a good old time and what have you. But sometimes funk can be emotive and emotional and has a message to it and, and a little bit darker and deeper sometimes. And I think that's what Giorgio Marauder's chase resonates with me. It wasn't a funky good time. It was a chase. And I think that that kind of a disco then had room amongst the regular disco tracks, just like the type of funk I do has room next to the party jams and funk. Dame Funk on the song that changed his life, Chase by Giorgio Moroder. That's the 12-inch version, by the way. It is 13 minutes long. Get him on the dance floor and keep him there. Along with being a talented musician and composer, Dame Funk is also a great DJ 
He hosts the Apple Music show Glide Zone Radio, where he spins a mix of hits and obscure finds from his collection. Let's go out on one more song from Dame Funk. This one is called Begin Again. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California, where, at the suggestion of a Twitter user, I wrapped a piece of audio equipment I have called a cloud lifter in copper tape. And it really knocked out the buzz I had on my microphone. And plus, now my cloud lifter sort of looks like C-3PO or something. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer, Kevin Ferguson. Our producer is Jesus Ambrosio. Production fellows at Maximum Fun are Richard Roby and Valerie Moffat. We get help from Casey O'Brien. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme song is called Huddle Formation, recorded by the group The Go Team. Thanks to them and to their label Memphis Industries for sharing it. You can also keep up with the show on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We post all our interviews there, and I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. 